0: Welcome to Behind The Sims. At SaberSim, we're a team of professional gamblers, data scientists, and sports nerds building the best DFS optimizer and sports betting model on the market. This podcast is a behind-the-scenes look at how we do it. Every episode is an unedited recording of our team's actual conversations as we research, analyze, and iterate our way to answering the tough questions in DFS and sports betting. Whether we're answering questions like what's the best way to build your bankroll?", analyzing different ways to diversify, or even building new models. We're going to share it all right here. And we aren't holding anything back. If you're ready to go deep into what it really takes to win, then this is a
1: podcast for you. Cool, okay. So we are uh, back for another Behind the Sims here. Um, Been a a couple of weeks as we work through the the slider backtesting and and contest simulation project here. Um, When we last left off, I know that we were pushing through um, some build speed and, and infrastructure problems, as well as also trying to get to having some initial findings to to look at. So um, I think excited to, to chat again here today. Matt, I guess I will just let you um, maybe get us caught yeah. up here before we start diving in.
2: Yeah, sure. So, you know, it, it's obviously, yeah, it's been a couple of weeks. And I think um, this project has uh, been more difficult than we had hoped. But, um, you know, we're kind of, I'm definitely learning a lot. I think we're we're um, making some uh, the infrastructure that we've set up. I think we'll be able to like use in the future. So I'm hoping it's not just sort of like a lot of like wasted <laughs> um, time and and headache. But yeah, basically, there's been a lot of just like hurdles that have come up on the um, the DevOps side of like getting all the Sims like running without error and um, uh, but we are basically at a point where, um, like, all the contests and builds and um, sims are run. It, it ended up being, like, a, quite a bit. So I think we have right now about 30 mid-30s um, slates. So, like, 34 or something slates that we simmed um, each one. Um, some of them only have a handful of contests that we have data for because they're just very small slates. Some of them are, like big slates where we have a hundred contests uh it's so a part of the, the slowness was just like it's very it's a lot of contests to sim because in each of those 100 contests um we're simulating uh about two thousand builds uh because it's essentially it's each combination of um the slider settings which go from one to or zero to ten so 11 different combinations but then um, as the sim variance or sim precision gets higher, we run multiple builds. So, like, for, like, 8 through 10, we'll run three builds. For, uh, like, 6 through or 5 through 7 or whatever, we'll run two. Um, so, yeah, it ends up being, like, 2,100 builds times between, you know, like, 5 to 100 contests per slate times 34. So I think it ended up being, like, a millions, like, 3 million, like, contest sims <laughs> which is kind of wild um so like basically that finished up uh earlier this week and Elijah has basically been starting to gather the data um the, the other difficulty is like we're storing all this data on um like on our just kind of cloud like file storage essentially but then like actually downloading all of it was another uh devops thing cuz it's like oh each like build basically was like a separate File, um, which you know, I, I think we, I realized that we I should have been more intentional about like how to structure all this data. Um, we wanted to kind of like store it uh, piecemeal so that if something broke, it didn't we didn't lose all of it. But then that means we have to download each file separately. So anyway, um, that's all kind of like boring like DevOps troubleshooting that we're basically over. So, Elijah has the data now, but we've been kind of chatting a little bit the past few days about some weirdness in it. So, I think I'll pass it off to you, Elijah, and just see, like, what are, you know, what have you found so far? And, like, I I know that there's some, like, issues that you've seen, so we can just sort of uh, chat through
0: those. Yeah, no, that sounds good. I mean, yeah, I'm also surprised, like, how many hurdles that we ran into on, like, the DevOps side of things. But I'm excited, Mm -hmm. like, matt got everything on the cloud and now like okay we thought that was like the finish line but now getting it down was another nightmare um but the good news is we got kind of scrappy with it and found some ways to download a lot of the data i think i have about three percent of whatever's on the cloud on my local machine now so i thought that would be enough to kind of get going with it I, you mm-hmm. said there was like around three million
2: something i was gonna ask you this morning something about that. Like, i think it was something like that from when i yeah I think I have, like,
0: 1.2 million locally (laughs) on my computer. So, like, I figured that would be enough to uh, start to do some stuff. Um, Yeah. And so, I I guess I ran some, like, initial just, like, smoke tests to see if this Mm -hmm. data makes sense and stuff. And I think two pretty weird things came up that I wanted to, like, talk about with you guys. And maybe could figure out, like, what the source of that is. So, like, one, which I'm not super concerned about, but there's a pretty significant amount of negative 100% ROI builds. And Matt, I remember we spoke how we thought those were like qualifiers because like there's not actual like cash prize, but it's like a, but I filtered for GPPs, for only GPPs in the data and I was still seeing negative 100. Um, So I dug into what those contests mm -hmm. were and they were like three person uh, single entries. Does that make sense in a, you know, 5,000 sims for there to be, always a loss like what what does that mean to you okay so that's an issue um, okay yeah yeah so
2: probably so just to clarify um i think that the way that the contests are classified is they can be qualifiers and gpps unless you like specifically filtered for like the qualifier flag is being false.
0: That's what I did. Um, yeah. I, I oh, you did. That. Okay. Yeah, I did. So I did no cash, like because we yeah, we have a okay. for cash and qualifiers. And In that none case,
2: yeah. I think the other thing that could be happening is um, there's some weirdness with how when we download the data from DraftKings, um, like some of it's like we're we have like the CSV. You know, when you go on DraftKings to like the contest history you can download mm-hmm. the contest csv but for some reason sometimes um they include like they they include the correct like accented characters for the player names and sometimes they mm-hmm. just have like question marks where there should be so like um like ronald acuña like they there's supposed to be like an accent and then there's just oh, like okay. it's just a question mark and so um i actually did fix that but i think that there might be some like old data from before I think basically I just set up like a kind of name matching where we would just like try to find the best match yeah. and, and that should work in most cases where it's like okay all the characters are the same except for this weird question mark but I think there might be some old data where like it's a three man contest and uh, like all of the entries have like these, char- these players that we can't recognize and so we essentially are saying I mean in that case you'd think it would be like plus like infinite roi because yeah. you it, you always win but it might be something about that um i mean if you have like a specific example contest yeah. i can like quickly I look I at do. it and uh, so see.
0: yeah let me see it's fine the kernel that i'm running this and keeps crashing so i'm scared to run it again right now because like, there's just so much data mm-hmm. in there but um I, yeah. I, I was printing out those contest ideas and i ran some queries to see like what those contests look like that are all getting negative 100 and all of them are mm. three or four entries total every single one okay there's not a single one that's not three or four so i don't know if that like helps understand yeah. what's going on here um but like is it possible like you didn't do that player matching for contest size that were under four people or was that not like a
2: um i don't think there's a query specifically for that i, I mean I guess like my inclination would be like let's just skip those contests that's um, what i was gonna say
0: so i dropped them that was i, 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 I yeah. did drop them from analysis because i was like i imagine there's something weird here let's just drop these so that's what i did but I yeah and like, really like i yeah. think
2: the common like advice is just play your cash like that's generally just like a cash i mean i think you probably shouldn't if my my intuition is that like there's probably edge in not Playing your cash lineup in those contests, but I think 99 mm-hmm. percent of people play their cash lineup in those contests. Um yeah. regardless, I, I don't think it's like a priority to analyze them and clearly if there's some issue there, sure, then it's not worth it. The only caveat is like if that is an issue that's affecting other contests as well mm-hmm. and it's just yeah. not as obvious. I do want to know what's happening because like maybe like we only are noticing those because like it's negative 100 but like maybe yeah. they're that same issue is affecting like some percentage of the entries in other contests and like that's going to be affecting all of the numbers so i think sure. we should try to get to the bottom of it it doesn't have to be right now but um mm-hmm. for now i would probably just ignore those uh but but yeah. we should dig in and just see like what's going on there
0: for sure yeah i, I was I think happy to drop the... them sorry Go
1: on, John. no yeah i was just gonna say at, like kind of on the dfs side i I feel like the optimal strategy for anything smaller than like 10 entrants is kind of beyond sliders anyway. Like I think yeah. people that are playing those at a super high level are probably doing a lot of like looking at the lineups that other people in the contest have as games yeah. lock and then adjusting. Like
2: I think there's huge edge there. I, I've like I know that that um some of like the other popular DFS podcasts have talked a little bit about those types of contests and like yeah. because these there are these like not whales or sharks or whatever. There's these super high volume players that are just putting the same lineup in like every single contest there and they're not mm-hmm. paying attention. And if you like actually put work into it and like actively try to not dupe, then you can essentially like, um, if like everybody, you know, say there's a five man contest. I know we're getting off topic, but say there's like five main contests and like four of the lineups, like share six of the eight, same eight players. Mm-hmm. Then like, Especially for MLB, if you like just differentiate from that, even if you're not just duping, but if you differentiate, then like you can essentially make that contest like a 50-50 where it's like, okay, just like fade most of those players. And then like if they don't do well, like there's just a lot of game theory opportunity, I think, for like um, to kind of take advantage of the fact that like all of the lineups are so similar. Uh, right. yeah, yeah. you're getting like
1: five yet. to one in a pseudo 50 50 basically right so anyway um that's
2: obviously off topic but uh i i agree that like the sliders are sort of not yeah. too relevant for that kind of thing
0: that sounds good i mean i was more yeah. than happy to drop them because that's like clearly an issue yeah. i just wanted to make sure it wasn't exactly as you said like a sign of an issue with the sim logic in general that's affecting everything else so i just want to like mm-hmm. flag that but uh, but yeah so in the initial stuff i just dropped that the second data issue that i was seeing was that there was some like insanely high roi builds that were in there and all mm-hmm. of them had sim precision set to zero uh in that sim so like that's clearly all we're talking like 500 000 roi returns <laughs> yeah. Like, like, yeah yeah think probability above 30. so like there clearly there was something wrong there, and it's funny. I, mm-hmm. I right when I dropped Sim Precision Zero from all the builds, like I they, they came back down to earth, right, pretty much like across the board. So that was also something that like I'm not exactly sure because parts of this process is like, a bit of a black box on my end in terms of like mm-hmm. the Sim logic. So I just wanted to like bring that to your guys' attention and think: is there a logical reason as to why a Sim Precision Zero would be causing this, or is it like an issue with the data?
2: Yeah, um, we talked about this a little bit the other day. So, like, there is a meaningful difference between SimPrecision 0 and SimPrecision 1 Mm -hmm. compared to, like, 1 to 2. Because at 0, you're running, like, true optimals. Um, We don't... we're, We're using just, like, the mean projections that you see on the site and not doing anything with like the sims. Um, and I think that, I haven't looked completely, but I think that there's like some different ways that the builder works when sim position is at zero. Like we force like the this, for, for high sim position, like we don't actually force like it. each lineup has to be unique. We just sort of like, if there are duplicates, we ignore them. Um, just for like speed because like a normal optimizer it's like okay like once you build one lineup then you have to do a constraint that the second lineup can't be yeah the same as the first um for like sim position above zero we we don't really need to do that much because there's like enough randomness um mm-hmm. that could be what but basically long story short is like sim position at zero is like we're using all 5000 sims or whatever sim position one we're like it's a far smaller number of sims, but like it's still i wouldn't expect it to be a huge difference in r o i and obviously something mm-hmm. like five hundred thousand i mean that's just like it doesn't yeah. make any sense yeah. um I'm not even sure that's like it's impossible um, actually possible yeah <laughs> um <laughs> but so like that seems to be clearly like a a bug um, yeah but I think it, it is weird that we're not seeing that with any other
0: yeah. That is weird build to me. settings
2: um have you looked into like any of the the builds where that happened like the sim position zero builds and like looked at the lineups at all no nah, not the lineups i looked at the what like kind of contests they
0: were in just to see like yeah if something was weird with the contest and it seemed like a normal contest it was just like a mid sized mm. gpp uh, that had like a, the highest one possible so I'm happy to like look into those lineups and kind of see what the deal is there um is it possible like that it's you've multiple winning lineups or was that accounted for in the in the sims like is it possible you five lineups that are the same that all win first place or
2: yeah, so, like I mean the way that this is working is that each lineup is treated independently, yeah, so we're not saying we're not measuring like if you entered all 500 of these lineups what would you win we're saying like if you entered each lineup separately like what's the roi of each lineup independently and then just like what's the average of all those rois is it possible
0: 500 of them bink? then is it possible that like i don't know is that could that make an roi that's like insane or is that account but they
2: wouldn't bink every like if yeah in a big contest, like, like, even if you have, like, the perfect projections, like, you're not gonna have an ROI that's, like, that high. Um, Like, obviously, we have, we've talked before about, like, the sim bias where we're building lineups using our projections, and then we're evaluating them also using our, you know, our sims, and so there's gonna be that bias there. Um, But to get, like, that would be every lineup is, like, thinking every single sim is what so that's which seems to be maybe i mean it could be like that accented character thing where like every if we're saying like every entry in the contest has like missing slots and our lineups don't and so it's like okay well if you're playing against people that only get six players and we get nine um (laughs) then yeah we're gonna like Think a yeah. large percentage of the time, yeah, so like that's, that's probably like my best theory. But okay. it doesn't make sense that Simposition zero would be yeah. so much different than the others. Maybe slightly better because again, you're like you're taking full advantage of that um, ad- mm-hmm. of that advantage. Um, but like what you're saying is like you it, at position zero, it was like five hundred thousand percent ROI, and then yeah. position one, it was like. Two hundred percent or something. Right? Yeah, there's like,
0: some like outliers still when I dropped the, but not nearly as many as like when right. I had that in there. Um, yeah. So yeah, that was like a weird, definitely like a weird thing in there. So I'm happy to like look at that contest, you- with the highest ROI and yeah, see yeah, the lineups. Do you
2: have like just um, I I know you you said you maybe didn't have the data, but like I'm just curious if you have any examples of like, um, which kind con- like I- as maybe just gonna bring it up in the database and just see really quickly if like we have those like a, a really high issues like and like the one that was really yeah, one high. of those ones yeah either like the build or the contest I, I just want to like really quickly check like is there something obvious that sticks out with those but if you don't have it available we can kind of um, troubleshoot it after
0: sure so I think my wife I cut out there for a second but um, let me run I could just give you like a contest ID uh, if that's yeah
2: if you want to just like yeah, DM me. Uh, yeah, and I'll look it up. But um, okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, do you have any thoughts, Jordan? On this
1: yeah, stuff well, one thing I was thinking of—I don't think this explains this, but it kind of popped into my head as we were talking about it—is are we like controlling for like a late swap bias? Like, if in the real contests, like some pitcher that eighty percent of the field rostered got scratched after lock, and nobody was able to swap out of that. Like yeah, we're, we, not we're not controlling are that. So, if we, so we build lineups after the fact with that information. Like, that was one thing. That was the first thing that popped in my head is, like, especially on really low sim precision, if it was on a specific slate where there was, like, a scratch that nobody really got the opportunity to react to, at low sim mm-hmm. precision, you would have, like, in theory, like, the perfect optimals to kind of account for that. Um, yeah, we're not
2: accounting for that, so, like, those, mm-hmm. yeah, those are gonna be...
1: That's just kind of, like, a bias, almost, that we have to... Yeah,
2: like, I remember last year, there was, like, a game where DeGrom was pitching, and the Mets got postponed. Yeah. And, um, it was, like, not expected to be postponed, uh, and, and like, I think he was something, like, 75% owned. Right. Um, so, like, that, you know, in that situation, the the builds would have zero DeGrom because he's out, but all the builds, not just in position zero, would have none of him.
1: Yeah. Right.
2: Um, and it still doesn't I, explain
1: 500,000% yeah. ROI either, like, or whatever. Yeah.
2: So, like, yeah, I'm just looking at this one that you sent me, Elijah, and it's like, yeah, it doesn't have that, like, um, accented name issue. Okay. Um, it looks like this contest that you sent me. Um yeah. So this is, like, the quarter jukebox uh on it looks like june 4th um the let me just bring up this slate real quick yeah uh let's see uh, yeah so this was the draftking's main slate it was a four game slate on june 4th and it's like the some quarter jukebox and yeah it doesn't I don't see anything obvious. Do you happen to have, like, the build ID for, like, one of those, like, 500,000
0: yeah. ROI?
2: Uh, oh, okay. I just want to see if, like, because I'm I'm wondering if it's, like, for some reason the build failed, and it only built one lineup.
0: Yeah, it's possible.
2: And so Obviously. it's, like, that one lineup for some... But, like, even still, it doesn't, <laughs> like, one lineup yeah. wouldn't have that ROI, but, like, that's the kind of thing that I could see. So,
0: um, I have... Let me see here. I don't have the build ID. I have like the the build settings, but it's just the way I was downloading them from the cloud. It, I couldn't pull mm. in like the ID from the file name. Um,
2: Got it. Okay.
0: But no worries. I That's have, fine. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And there's actually a few. There's uh, there's a few builds that all are like above how much a thousand. Here's what I'm saying. Um, not yeah. just like the highest one. There's like every time precision is zero, it's like well above uh, like a. Astronomical return, so there's something weird here. Um, yeah, and then, yeah, like I'm seeing a
2: precision 10, I'm
0: seeing a hundred percent ROI, like that's still high, but like it's so, yeah. And as you were saying before, like there Mm. is that bias, yeah. That
2: model that ROI is like Like, that's kind of what I would expect, exactly. Like that's what we were seeing is like, yeah, okay, you know, I mean, I would expect that Saber Sim lineups in general have a positive ROI. Um, yeah. obviously if you're only evaluating them using our SIMs and they're going to have a much higher, higher expected ROI. So I think hundred yeah. percent seems like reasonable given that, you know, we're, we're using our SIMs to evaluate, uh, obviously yeah. like that wouldn't be the actual true expected ROI. Uh, yeah. but, um,
0: no, I just wanted yeah. to like give context because yeah, exactly. like, like okay, even once I dropped through all of those and whatever, and I looked at the optimal settings for each build, like the mean ROI is ranged from like uh, like fifty to to like three hundred percent, which like don't yeah. make sense, but there's not five hundred thousand, so like that was like an like a range that I thought was more like logical there. Um, just to give like some background on like the relative yeah. numbers that we're looking for.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I mean. I, I'm kind of like just quickly looking to see if there's anything that g- comes up, but um, I mm-hmm. think probably what we should do is just like, let's, let's move on. So basically to summarize, like we need to look into these two. So the two issues are like the negative hundred ROI and some of these yeah. four mans, which again, we can ignore those for the analysis, but like we should just make sure that it's not affecting other, like maybe these sure. two issues are related somehow um yeah. and then obviously the other thing is the sim precision zero having sometimes these like crazy high numbers my my just guess is that it's something about like the builds are not completing either they're like only building like a handful of lineups and for some reason that's like leading to this like these crazy numbers or they're like building a ton of lineups but again we're yeah i we're just going to have to dig into like some specific yeah. examples and see um I think it makes sense to just ignore like we should just ignore anything that probably the in position zero but also anything that's like above 500 percent Like, that's let's what, yeah. just ignore that and because clear like that probably means there's some issue with the sure data um, but obviously exactly like before thing. we before we yeah. do anything actionable here we need to like make sure that whatever is affecting causing those bugs isn't also affecting the rest of the analysis. We, we don't want to yeah. like change all these settings and then be like, oh, actually we were like, <laughs> we had some bug that was like ignoring half yeah. of the entries or like, um, you know, whatever. So, but we can kind of move so, on. Like, if you want to just talk a little bit about, I know, you know, you have incomplete data and there's these issues, but do you want to just talk a little bit about like what you found in the data that looks uh, legitimate? <laughs> yeah no i'm happy to like start talking about that and maybe like open up like
0: ideas for like alternative processes to do this uh yeah so like yeah. so it's funny you say five It's exactly the threshold i chose was 500 percent. i was getting below that uh i plotted like a basic histogram of the rois across the whole thing and i saw a major dip around 500 so that seemed like it was an outlier point that i can like include in the data Um, Mm. And yeah, I I dropped anything that was negative 100%. Because obviously there are gonna be sims with negative percentage, even though we're using our own sims, but I thought everything that was negative 100, I also dropped. Um, So those are the three things I filtered for. Precision not being zero, ROI being less than 500, but greater than negative 100. So my initial, just like basic analysis would be to group this data by bucket and see what the best settings were for each bucket um Mm -hmm. and quite frankly i I did that and i'm looking at it and there's not like an immediately obvious trend in terms of like as the contests get bigger it's better to have ownership higher like so i'm not seeing that in this data which makes me wonder if there's like too many errors in it to draw some sort of conclusions from it um what is interesting something that did stand out to me is that across all buckets Sim precision is within the five to seven range, which I thought was interesting. There's no like, I, I, again, this data could be total noise, but uh, what I'm seeing is that sim precision is pretty much always in the five to seven range uh, for the often, and that ranges from uh, the smallest bucket to 50,000 size GPPs. Um, interesting. I don't know if that like, yeah. sparks anything to you guys. Uh, I, I dug into also to see just like some background like how this process like works is for each bucket we look at each possible build setting right um but obviously some buckets are gonna be a lot more populated than others in the data set like there may only be one or two huge gpps that uh, that are in my data mm-hmm. so if you say okay like these are the best settings it's possible just one contest we hit really well on and that isn't that's not sustainable in terms of build settings that could just be like on one slate, we got it really right, and, like, we did well, but that's not, like, a long-term optimal build strategy. Um, so I looked at, like, the sample size of some of these uh, buckets, and some of them only, like, three or four contests in there. So I thought that's, like, a little bit concerning to me. Um,
1: yeah. I have, I have a question. Uh, the sure. ownership numbers that we're using here, where are they from? Like, are they... I know we've made a lot of changes to the ownership model like throughout this past year. Are we just grabbing the ownership projections as they as they were that day? Or you mean for like the ownership
2: fade slider? Yeah. 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 Um yeah. Yeah. They're it's as they were. I mean, so we're only doing slates that I think are from like June or later, I believe. Um I, I know we've made some updates this month um but i think like i need to look up the date but i I think we like our ownership projections were um we made a a pretty big fix like i thought in may okay um, which is why i chose june but i know like eric kind of made another update to to optimize them further like a few weeks ago so like they're gonna be best this month but i think that they're still like are they
1: the aggregated? They're based on the aggregates, right? That was the main mm-hmm. thing I was wondering because I, I yes, yeah I that would make sense if we were using basically like our sim, op- our SIM optimal ownership projections. That we might find that the ownership fade is basically just like noisy, that we don't really get anything out of it. But if it's if it's aggregated ownership projections, I feel like it's a little bit more reliable then. Uh,
0: yeah. So. Yeah. No,
1: I I think that they're good, ag- good ownership. It's not yeah, just okay, the Saber yeah. Sim.
2: Yeah, because if it's Saber Sim, if it's, like, ownership that's just based on our projections, then it's, like, the more ownership paid, it's, like, you're literally just fading our right. like, Sims, um, which is, like, you know, you get into weird territory there, um, depending on, like, how popular our projections would be in the field, you know, or, like, how close they are to other sources, other, other projection sources, so. Yeah. Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, the five to seven variance thing is kind of interesting. I mean, I, I can explain, like I can find reasons why that would be yeah. like as you're thinking about variance, like at really low, it's kind of just looking up. Op- like you're not really taking advantage of the sims at all. Um, mm-hmm. You're just sort of like using projections or like clo- you know a little bit of randomness, but like you're not really getting any of that like correlation of from sim precision, where it's like you take these buckets, and like if the pitcher goes up, the opposing team kind of goes down and like this aggregates. Um I'm like looking at so like five is 28 sims per lineup, mm-hmm. six is eighteen sims per lineup, and seven is uh eleven sims per lineup. Um so it makes sense like when and then when you get really high sim precision it's just so much randomness that yeah. especially for MLB where you don't need like that perfect sim optimal to mm-hmm. to bank and so it it makes sense to me logically that like okay yeah you don't want it to be that high uh because then it's just like too much randomness and you're just like losing the yeah. break, basically because you're just like kind of there's just too much, and you don't need that much at too low. You're not really taking advantage of the sim. So, like, I can kind of see it. It does seem a little bit weird that it is like for every bucket that seems to be the the range. I would expect yeah. like two game slates, you know, would like have higher. Are you are you differentiating by the slate size or no? Not yet. That's like okay. That, not yet.
0: I feel like once I saw so maybe the data,
2: yeah, yeah. That's so maybe bad. that would be something else to look at because. My intuition is that, like, the slate size is maybe the bigger impact on the optimal sim precision than, like, the mm-hmm. contest size. Sure.
0: Um, but maybe that, yeah, maybe I that could be,
2: I could be wrong there. I don't know. No, that's that's um,
0: definitely something I like, a next step to look into. Um, I
2: think if there were like MLB contests that were like 200,000 entrants, like, yeah. there, if there's like a millimaker type contest for MLB, I think. I would expect that higher sim precision would be a little bit higher ROI, but again, that that's just like I don't have the data to support that. That's why we're doing this. Yeah. So I, yeah, I could be wrong.
1: It yeah. would not surprise me though. I would say like even at the end of this, if we find something like so, obviously zero sim precision has to exist because you need that for cache builds. But it wouldn't surprise mm-hmm. me if we found something like sim precision one, two, three, and four are basically never optimal like there is no contest type where it actually makes sense to use that kind of bucketing
2: yeah, yeah i agree because so, you're not really getting any value of the sims there you're just like kind of adding a little bit it's it's like going to a nor- like a traditional optimizer right. and adding like 10 percent randomness it's like okay what's even the point of doing that like you might as well just like not have randomness and just like do uniques or something like it, it, there's not really like a point to just adding like a tiny amount of randomness two right builds it's like either use like sim randomness or use none at all
0: (laughs) so it's funny said jordan i actually did because i was curious look also what are the worst performing builds for each bucket and almost exclusively they all have precision one and two uh which i thought was interesting uh one of them has like an eight but like one and two like 90 percent of them are one and two so like that is interesting that you mentioned that because like so that makes me think maybe this data is telling is good enough to tell a story that's not right. out of whack. Um, that's
1: kind of well. So. That's kind of where my head was going with some of this of like maybe we find yeah. that not only do we reset the optimal sliders, but we actually kind of like rescale them. Like yeah, if we find that sim precision five through ten are the only really usable categories,
2: we can do something like half. yeah,
1: like you could turn it off. But if it's yeah. on, then your your new one through ten is actually our current five through ten, and you have more mm. discrete. Values yeah. or something so like, like that.
2: you start you start at thirty sims as the bucket, and right. then it's like rather than being between because like right now Simposition position one is hundred and twenty five sims per lineup, which obviously that's like way way less than five thousand, which is at, which is zero, but like I think a hundred plus sims is like enough where you're not really getting too much range when you think about like the average of a hundred different sims. Like yeah, it's probably gonna be like pretty small standard mm-hmm. deviation. Um, so yeah, I could definitely see an argument for just going between like one and 30, basically for like the, the 10 different, you know, sim precision buckets. And then you just have way more, I mean, we, obviously we'd have to, uh, make sure that we tell people about that because then like their sim precision seven no longer means the same thing, but, uh, yeah.
0: Interesting. So I guess like maybe this shows like their issues with the upper, percentiles of our data but maybe like the the ones that don't win big actually like have meaningful data in there uh which maybe is something we can like use to of, the,
2: of, of the contestants yeah, yeah i'm yeah, saying the content like, it seems like maybe like
0: the lineups that aren't insanely you know out of whack actually are telling a story oh is,
2: yeah uh, yeah i mean i yeah. was hoping like yeah i was probably that it wasn't but... just like everything was like completely yeah. broken and yeah this yeah. does it's good to see some intuitive results yeah. from this so it's like okay we're we we've got stuff to work with clearly there's like something that's up with some of them but i think yeah it sounds like um and then i don't sorry if i missed this but did you, did you talk about correlation at all with
0: uh so let me look at in terms of the so okay in terms of the top performing correlations i, I don't know i think it seems like stuff's out of whack the, so for the contest bucket one which is a few Ten percent or fewer single entry GPP. It's showing me a correlation of ten is like the most optimal, Um, Mm -hmm. and that number kind of bounced around from two to six for like as the contests get bigger. Um, But there's no clear relationship, which is what I was kind of looking for. Of like as the contests buckets get bigger, there's some sort of trend there, and I wasn't seeing
2: that. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I mean, I I think that like honestly, I would almost just like ignore contests less than a hundred. Entrance okay. for this, like I think that there's that just going to be sense. like weirdness with like these yeah. these smaller contests where like yeah, it's just there's not enough entries to like really do this analysis well with the sliders. Um, obviously, like yeah, ten correlation being optimal seems weird, but there's probably something about like oh, when you set set ten correlation, it's like yours. It's like we're we're probably like measuring the uh, the not the same effect that we want like we're measuring something else really that like is optimal about those contests um
1: that that That, correlation is doing that doesn't even sound that off to me either like especially if we're well i know we're i guess we're looking at all slates i don't know like if you were playing a 10 man tonight 13 games like correlation 10 and, and basically just hope that you get like the right two teams and that like a five three yeah. stack of the two yeah. best teams are is optimal. I don't know. That that actually like kind of checks out for me, but yeah. So I just dropped
0: but, all contests under a hundred and we ran it. Uh, and I'm like I'm seeing a much more like I'm seeing correlation at four, three, five, like pretty much across the board. Okay. Uh so nothing like weird there. Uh
2: yeah. I mean that is interesting though, because like you know, our current defaults are generally like for MLB is like eight for big slates. Um yeah. I'm not seeing anything Which above that. I'm, I'm not like shocked that the optimal is less than what we have now. Um, yeah. I think it's, it's interesting. I, obviously, like the common heuristic is like build big stacks for MLB. I think there's yeah. good reason for that, but like, I think you still do get. St- Stacks when you have correlation like four to six, and I could see the argument for like you're getting if you have smaller stacks, you can just like get better combinations of players yeah. that like project better. Um, so I don't know that it that's like su- kind of surprising, but I don't think that's not like a red flag to me that those are the optimal. Um, that like course a, a mid range correlation is like better but i don't know what do you think jordan like does that sound weird to you
1: uh okay so i just ran one at four i ran a build at like four zero seven and Mm -hmm. i mean the lineups are still pretty good stacks five two five you do get like some like three twos like three Mm -hmm. three twos and four twos like so it doesn't seem that bad to me um there is like a little bit of a red flag for me in that like i wonder if our our sim bias is devaluing correlation a little bit, since like we're grading the test with the same yeah. thing that we're building the lineups. That it's like, well, like you might as well build the three, two lineup and not totally correlate if you know what's gonna if happen. If you know your I sims do. are perfect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Like, like I could see that pushing correlation down a little. Mm-hmm. Um, um So I actually,
0: I ran another method of looking at the optimal builds, just based on this data issue we were having, I thought maybe it'd be like a better way to look at it. Uh, it's, I think Matt, I was trying to explain this to you, it was a little bit complicated, but I thought it was like a good way to handle the like odd cases of really high performances, even in like the three to 500 range. Um, and then in this method, I am seeing correlation slowly increase as the contests get bigger and i'm seeing some precision slowly decrease as the contest size get bigger and i can tell you kind of how i did this did it this way um but so what i did here matt I, it's a little bit well, this yeah go sense, ahead just stop me but like so for each contest bucket we have like 2000 whatever builds are or whatever okay mm-hmm. so for each contest like for each individual build line i looked at what is the 90th percentile roi like for all of the builds for contest bucket for whatever what was the 90th percentile roi i then looked at all the builds that fall in that roi and then just took the average of what their settings were so like the suggestions i'm seeing here are like 4.5 4.7 because it's an average of all of the builds that were a member of a top 90th percentile roi um does that make sense or, or no did you follow that so you're
2: saying the 90 by 90th percentile roi what you're saying is I like think- yeah so like of all the 2000 builds you have all of their average ROI and then you're just isolating the top 10%. Exactly. So I'm
0: looking at the top 10% for so for let's say for one bucket for bucket 10 out of all the data what were the top 10% builds out of mm-hmm. all the data and then I collapse those builds into just like take the mean of their settings and said this is like these build this was the average yeah. of the top 10% performing builds.
2: Right. Um, so, yeah, I definitely, that, yeah. right. I like that in terms of, um, you're taking away some of the variance, basically. Yeah, exactly. And, like, so, yeah. An individual build is like, you know, you might have like some random build that just for whatever reason does super well in these sims. That's... But, yeah, we want to like take That's... a bigger, yeah, that, that kind of makes sense. I mean, the, I think the weirdness of doing like the average of the settings is, yeah, that they're like not independent.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, yeah like correlation and sense. sim position are like correlation eight at sim position four is a lot different than correlation eight at sim position 10 because it's like mm-hmm. the the actual fantasy points for each player is like higher variance and so the correlation ends up like mattering less sure. like the, the lower the sim position the more that correlation and ownership impact the yeah. lineups i think um is yeah, how i've always thought of it so but i do think that this is like that's a valuable approach yeah i think i think that's a really interesting approach for sure i just thought, uh, yeah I, don't know,
0: I just thought because there's probably what if there's one contest you were saying that did really well and they, so that build yeah. is taking all the credit for it whereas like the second place build is extremely different numbers like i wanted a way to encapsulate that uh, yeah so i try and in these numbers, I'm seeing correlations sort of start at 5 and go up to 6.7 uh, in terms okay. of the contest get bigger. And I'm seeing precision yeah. start at 5 and kind of go down to 4 as the contests get bigger. Uh, so, like,
2: there's clearly okay.
0: some sort of trend there, but I'm not... Yeah, as you said, I, yeah. I wasn't thinking about the dependence of the variables.
2: No, like I. It does. but I think that's a really good approach to see, especially just to see the trends. Like, that's a lot mm-hmm. more encouraging to me to hear, like, yeah. okay, yeah, like, that makes sense. Correlation goes up as contests get bigger. Position goes down as contests get bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, well, actually, no. Position should go up as contests get bigger is what I would think. Uh,
0: uh, it it kind of it, it hops around, but the trend of the, what I'm seeing is it sort of goes down. Um, and uh, ownership is pretty flat, which was surprising yeah. to me. I don't know if that means anything to you guys. It's don't flat it at way. what?
1: What is it flat at, at?
0: At exactly five. It goes from like 4.98 to 5.01, like pretty much like across the board. Uh, that's like, it's like very flat, which is, which I thought was interesting as well. Okay.
2: Yeah. Huh.
0: But yeah. So those the kind of the two ways I was thinking in doing
2: it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, obviously this isn't like the final numbers we're we're just sort of like talking through this um what i would so like just thinking about well i guess do you have any like thoughts it sounds like you wanted to bring something up jordan i was just gonna think about like next steps here uh
1: yeah so okay so i have a couple so i mean one i do think since we're not really adjusting for slate size yet we're like kind of just looking at like baseball average sliders which is Mm -hmm. like a little weird like it would make sense to me if without adjusting for slate size if we just have an average ownership fade of like five and that that optimal number on three game slates is actually eight and on 14 game slates it's actually three and just everything coming out in the wash is like uh, roughly five i also think that we are going to have to like there's going to be an interesting point here where we have to challenge some assumptions of what happens to these things as different variables change cuz like i think correlation as a slate size gets bigger or as the contest size gets bigger or smaller is a really weird one like i i think it makes some sense that correlation would want to increase up to a certain point but if you were playing against like 200,000 lineups like somebody's probably going to have the nuts and then all of a sudden it's like do you, then you need to back off of it a little bit like i could see correlation it's not linear exactly yeah yeah i i I wouldn't also even be surprised to see that some of these other things are like that as well um Mm
2: -hmm. yeah i mean my intuition is that like small contests you want low like very small contests you want low ish correlation low sim precision low ownership at medium-sized contests you want like high correlation medium high sim precision and it's super big cut like if there was theoretically 200,000 you would want lowish correlation super high sim precision you know like, yeah correlation kind of is a bell curve and sim precision just like goes up as the contest gets bigger
1: um, is like what I would kind of expect but I, I don't know and when we build these we're like grading all we're grading all 1500 lineups is it 1500 mm-hmm. okay uh, no it's five hundred. it's 500, 500 the default on, got it yeah okay yeah, I think there's also, yeah, yeah. I guess that's all I have um, right now. But
2: yeah. yeah. So what I would say, so I think in terms of next steps, um, we'll have to figure out those bugs. So what I would do, Elijah, is like um, pull up some examples of like the contests and the builds. Um, that like have those with the negative 100% ROI and like the super high ROI. And um, we can just sort of like, like maybe we can just jump on a call and like walk through them together and just see like, if something obvious jumping out, we can like rerun the contest sim and just see like maybe there's some, it was like an old run of the contest sim. And like when we run it again, it's like totally normal results. And that means we just need to like rerun everything. I don't know. Um, So, but we should like dig into those specific examples just to make sure there's not some like issue um, sure. that's affecting other things. And then um, after that, like once we're, we feel comfortable with like the data, then, you know, it's like download everything yeah. and then let's split it up by slate size as well. Um, Sounds good. And like basically do the same analysis, but like um, I would, I would almost say like, rather than having slate size as that, like we should basically just analyze each like, slate size bucket independently, or maybe not independently, but I don't know. I mean, I think that there's, like, a meaningful difference between a two-game slate and a four-game slate, but not between, like, a 10-game and a 13-game. So I I feel like maybe, like, I would say, like, basically treat, like, two through six as, like, each its own bucket, and then maybe, like, seven through nine and then like 10 plus uh that i mean so like we can like get slates. more near, like i think it partly depends on how many slates we have for each that's bucket, the issue but, i see us falling yeah. to a serious like, a
0: seri- like a, not serious like a data a just like sample size problem here because like mm. even some of these buckets now i'm seeing like three or four contests in our data set that are in them so like I guess it'll tell a different story when I download all of it, but because now we're going to split into three additional buckets. It's going to be like, yeah. Right,
2: but like, some of the buckets just aren't, like, <laughs> frankly, aren't that important, you sure. know? So like, just focus it's on, like, okay if we don't have a ton yeah. of, like, what we care about are, like, the most common contest types. And, like, yeah. you already did that analysis to see, like, what are the most common yeah. contest buckets. And so, like, we should really focus on those. Sure. And then I think, like, The trends, I think, will be obvious. Like, once we've kind of narrowed down, like, okay, what are the optimal sliders for those? Then we can sort of, like, figure out, do we want to, like, use the exact findings from this analysis for the other buckets, or do we want to just see, like, those trends and just sort of, like, adjust, like, kind of smooth out the curve, so to speak.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's useful to have both, both, like, ways of showing uh, the the, the build settings. So, yeah. I'll, uh, yeah. Sounds good.
2: Cool. Yeah. Um, I think that all makes sense. Uh. Yeah. So like, again. So for the the slate size bucket, like basically smaller buckets for like the, the the number of games, like for the smaller ones, just because I think there's like intuitively I think there's a there's a you know big difference between those smaller slates, whereas like the big yeah. ones, I think um, we can probably just like bundle all of like the big like ten plus game slates together uh sure. I, I don't see there being a meaningful difference but if there's like a ton a really big sample of those if we have like 20 or whatever slates that are 10 plus games then we can maybe split them up more but yeah i i'm guessing we won't have that because we only have like 30 something slates overall so so i'll start with these three
0: buckets and then we'll we'll see like yeah. what it looks like from there in terms of yeah two to six seven to nine and ten plus and we'll
1: see uh, what that looks like
2: yeah cool sounds, sounds good, good anything Sweet. you want to add jordan no
1: it's exciting uh i think i mean the the sliders are like so fundamentally sim. it feels like to me that i think it's mm-hmm. like kind of cool that we're getting an opportunity to kind of check them and yeah see so yeah
0: all right cool well, thanks guys
1: all right cool thanks talk to you later
0: all right.